It's Chris Horvath. After a two-month break, Ken Boyle is back doing his podcast. Since he's still recovering, he might not be able to do it every week. So you don't miss any episodes in the future, I recommend you subscribe to the podcast through your podcast app on your phone, which will deliver it to you immediately every time we post a new one. If you need help, you can email me at cahorvath5 at gmail.com. I'd be happy to help you. Also, if you like the podcast, please rate and review it within the podcast app that you use. It really helps others find it who might enjoy it as much as you do. With that, let's welcome Ken back and get the podcast started. Good afternoon. It's been a very long time since we've walked together, and I've missed visiting with you, and I hope you've missed me. Just before Thanksgiving, I began to have a great deal of difficulty breathing. To make a long story short, I ended up in the hospital for 10 unpleasant days, and that puts it very mildly. For many years, I've been treated for heart failure and COPD, so my medications needed to be adjusted, and I was told I needed to have supplementary oxygen. Yep, I have one of those green tube tethers that connect me to an oxygen supply. I was not unfamiliar with that, for when in Attleboro, I visited a husband and a wife who at times had to have oxygen. And what a pain it is to drag along a tube that catches at your own feet and the feet of others. Sometimes my ears are half yanked off because Molly has stepped on the oxygen tube and brought me up short. Good thing ears don't fall off. So it's evident to you by now that we're going to sit by the fire in the stove in my study and we're not going to go for a walk. But I'm not going to sit too close to that stove because remember, I'm wearing oxygen. (laughs) For the last two months, I've had much to think about. And I want all of those of you who follow my podcast to know that you've not been forgotten. Not at all. Enough for thinking about myself. However, I'd much rather know how you're doing, for I've missed you. There have been many sleepless nights in the past few months, and I have practiced my method of seeking sleep that I learned years ago. As a young boy, when I could not sleep, I would recount all the memories I had about a friend, a relative, or a loved one. I think that's why I have a good memory of the past. When my parents moved to Melrose, Massachusetts, I had to make new friends. The first friend I made was a boy named Al Toby, and he was just a wonderful friend. So when I could not go to sleep, I would often begin thinking about my friend. I would go over in my mind all of my memories of Al. Growing in Al's backyard was a wonderful apple tree. We loved to climb that tree and sit in its branches. But there was one day when I climbed up into that tree and decided I could jump down from a bridge. So there I was hanging from a branch and I became afraid. I was too high to jump to the ground and I began to cry. 
That's embarrassing. But Mrs. Toby heard me, and she came running. Her name was Edna. God love her. She put her arms around me and lifted me down from the tree. And how grateful I was, and still am. Al's dad, whose name was Virgil, had been a semi-pro baseball player. And how clearly I remember one afternoon when Mr. Toby came out of the house with a catcher's mitt on his hand. He had come out to join us play ball. But Al, much to my shock, told his dad to go back into the house and leave us alone. Now, my dad never seemed to have time to come out and play ball with me. And here was a dad willing to play ball with his son and friends, and he told him to go back into the house. Mr. Toby just turned around and went back into the house. And how terrible I felt. But that was the only bad thing I can tell you about Al. Everything else was good. Al had a short ladder, maybe six or eight feet tall, and I had a beautiful cart. So we would go back to my house carrying his ladder, for my house was on top of a hill. We would take my cart and put the ladder across it. I would sit in the middle. And Al and Doug would sit out on the two ends ends of the ladder. We were pretending we were an airplane. I was the pilot and Alan Doug were the gunners. We'd go down Morgan Street, the three of us on that cart with that eight foot ladder out to the side. Oh my goodness, how grateful. We never met a car coming up that hill. It was a time of World War II and we would spend hours and hours in the nearby woods called Tam Hill. In those woods, we would pretend that we were fighting the Nazis. And back then, you just simply said bang, bang when you were shooting at someone. It was not like the paintball guns of today. Al had a wonderful sense of humor. He would sometimes do things that made all of us laugh and laugh. He was not a great student. He was just a wonderful guy, a great friend. Eventually, Al was to enter the Navy. And when he came home on leave, he would have so many stories to tell. How many things had happened to him. And so many times those stories were funny. In training camp, Al was ordered to guard a dumpster. That was his duty one evening. So Al was there going back and forth, back and forth of the dumpster. And when he suddenly had a call from nature that could not wait. So Al left the dumpster. And when he came back, <laughs> the dumpster he had been guarding was gone. And it was not long before an officer came by and asked Al, what are you doing? And he said, I'm guarding this dumpster, sir. My friend Al was in trouble. Al was to ring the time on the ship. And he let go of the rope too quickly and the bell rang a third time. So the captain, who did not care too much for Al, called him 
and had him sit at a desk and hit his fist against that desk two times for well over an hour. How could you not love hell? So many times those things happened to him. So many stories I can recall with a smile on my face. The only one I don't is that one about his dad. And who knows, maybe I would have told my dad to go back into the house. I don't know. Another time on the ship, the captain ordered him to bring him a cup of black coffee. And Al asked him, with cream and sugar, sir? <laughs> He's in trouble once more. He contracted tuberculosis in Japan, and he was sent home, separated from a person he had fallen in love with, and sent home, he never saw that person he loved again. Retired Al loved to play golf, never married, but he really had a good and happy life. Al could laugh at himself, and we should be that way as well. He was kind to his family and to others. I love Val. And on a night when I can't sleep, I'll remember his life. I have memories of past people that I love because I recall people who have touched my life when my life is upsetting and when I cannot go to sleep at night. So you see, you are probably one of those people remembered like Al. In that hospital, I remembered many of those I love, those of the church, my family. Four days in the emergency room because the hospital was crowded, and six days in another room without any windows. It was a dismal time. And what kept me going? Thinking about my faith, about so many in the churches that I have loved, and so many lives that have touched my life. How grateful I am that not long ago, as a young man, I decided that the most important thing in life was to care and love other people. That was a long, long time ago, I remember that, the end of high school. And I hope my life expresses that. So now I'm going to try to do my podcast again. But one of the things the hospital left me with was a raspy voice. But I had a nurse tell me that it was kind of, well, shall I say the word sexy? <laughs> I don't think so. But at least I still have a voice. I'm going to try to do my podcast going forward. They may not be every week. And it would be good if somehow you could follow the directions of the person who so wonderfully publishes this podcast for us. And that's Chris Horvath. It would be best if you could sign up for the podcasts and then he will send them directly to you because I'm not sure I can do one every single week. But today I want to thank you for being a part of my life. You are loved by this pastor so very, very much. And as Christians, we try to be loving and kind and good. And that's the whole message in Lent, to be like Jesus Christ our Lord, thinking of others rather than ourselves. And now, may the Lord watch between me and thee while we're absent one from the other.
Amen.